0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Marketplace Cinema's Podcasting Movie Book Club. Find details about upcoming movie book clubs at mpcws.com. That's mpcws.com. Marketplace Cinema's Winston-Salem. Please subscribe to our podcast. If you like us, leave us a review.
1: So, do you guys like the movie? Uh, uh. You see, it's yes. one of the few movies that the movie is better than the book. So we know that you read the book. I talked to you yesterday. Any of you read the books? You know, okay. Chris, did you read so, the book? Okay, <laughs> Chris. Okay. So anyway, welcome to our second uh, marketplace cinema karaoke night. No, I'm kidding. Um, podcasting book club. Um, tonight we got Chris performing uh, "To Paradise by the Dashboard Light" by Meatloaf. No. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, this is our second Marketplace Cinema Book Club in Brooklyn, I thought would be a perfect book to do. My name is Zach, this is Caitlin, and this is Daniel. Hello.
2: So, how many read the book? I'll oh, see so you guys we, Anyway, We got go. some people. We got people, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Does everybody agree the the movie was better than the book?
3: Yes. I, yes, yes, me too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my word. So yeah, much Instead of being flat
2: broke. <laughs> can you hear me?
1: Yes,
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It everybody, I think did. Can you hear me? I did too. Well, she in the in the um
1: for people listening and stuff. It did not um read the book. In the book, she doesn't even want to go back to New York. She just goes because she got married. Cause Tony she's married. was right that if she, he didn't marry her, she wouldn't have came back and stuff. But in the movie, she actually wants to go back to him. So.
4: Nope. No, nope, she's nope. still traveling in the back book, in the book.
1: The book ends with her getting on the boat. So yes. That's where the book it. No. Nope.
3: It's so terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She doesn't read the Correct.
1: And she actually has an affair with Jim.
3: Mm-hmm. You don't know what happens, and Correct. I hated that. Mm -hmm. I wrote a list of questions I'd like to ask the author, but, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's not our special guest today, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Ask me, I'll answer him. Okay, ask him. Go
3: ahead,
2: (laughs) hit it. Just kidding.
3: Please. You can figure in in residence, right? Yes. (laughs)
1: So we're going to actually, you want to go ahead and talk about him a little bit? So. Okay,
3: so I did do some research on Colm Tobin. Uh, he was born in Wexford, Ireland, which was mentioned in the book, um, the area in Ireland was mentioned in the book, in 1955. Um, after that, after a little bit older, okay. he, he studied um, at the University College in Dublin, and then he moved to Spain, and Bar- to, Bar- to Barcelona, Spain, in the mid to late seven, 1970s. Um, while in Spain, he wrote and published his first novel, which is called The South. After his return to Ireland, he then became a journalist and editor uh, for, um, in Dublin. More recently, he's been more active in the U.S., He, um, well, before this, in 2006-2013, he was a member of the Arts Council in Ireland, um, and then he came to the U.S., and he's been visiting a visiting writer at multiple prestigious universities in the U.S., uh, including Stanford, the University of Texas, and Princeton. Currently, he's teaching um, creative writing at the uh, Columbia University in New York. I did a little bit of research on the Columbia University College. Uh, it administers the Pulitzer Prize every year. Um, five founding fathers were former students, and as well as nine justices of the Supreme Court. Um, 20, 29 Academy Award winners and 29 um, heads of state, including three U.S. presidents, uh, have all gone to Columbia University in New York. 29
1: so. and 29. <laughs> sounds like Adam Baldwin and Steve Martin hosting SNL. They're always neck and neck. So mm. he's going to pull ahead. <laughs> sure. All right. Um, before we dive into anything here, does anyone have anything w- they want to say? We want to go ahead and open it up. Anybody got anything to say before we dive in? Anybody? Raise your hand. We don't really have to raise your hand. You just speak. We can bring a mic to you. Anybody? No? Go with? All yes, all right. Chris. All right, all right, let me bring you a mic. <laughs> <laughs> you need your exercise today, sir. So. The part
2: that they had in the book that they didn't have in the movie that I really wanted to see was the part where he goes, It's the plumber. I come to fix the sink. <laughs> now, this is just, that's for the older generation. Remember uh, Sesame Street, the little skit? Who is it? It's the plumber. I come to fix the sink and the parrot's inside the house. Does anybody remember this besides me? I do. Oh, that's <laughs> the first thing that came to mind when he said he was a plumber. I was like, you got to, you yeah, know, and the parrot's in Sesame Street's in the house and goes, who is it? And the plumber there, it's the plumber, i come to fix the sink, and they keep repeating it the whole time, and the plumber's getting all upset. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't really in the movie.
1: Um, move that mic.
4: My name is Chris. I uh, I actually work here at Marketplace Cinemas. I'm I'm one of the managers, but I I didn't read the book, so I'm a bit unprepared. You're on our first book club. Right. I was kicked out of the book club because One requirement is you
1: read the book. No, I was joking.
4: I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyways, um, these questions are directed to you. Well, everybody on stage at the moment, but also if anybody around would like to answer any of them, that would be awesome too. All right. In Brooklyn, which scene stood out the most and why? Zach, you may go. Well, actually, it wasn't ever
1: shot in Brooklyn. I, mean, I know oh, that's a technicality because the movie's called it, but we actually right. shot it in um, um, Toronto. Toronto. No, not Toronto. Montreal. 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 Thank you. Um, but I would say, honestly, like the book has a lot more Brooklyn things in it, obviously.
0: Honestly, I believe my favorite scene in the movie is just when Tony comes up and says that he just wants to travel home with her. No food, no drinks, no nothing. But she's got to get home. But it would just be too long of a wait if he had to wait.
1: The cinematography was amazing. I mean, I thought it was well done, it's done by the same guy who did a Dallas Buyers Club and Wild, Ooh. and then upcoming Demolition.
4: Um, disassembled. What? It's called Disassembled.
1: Disassembled. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Jake Gyllenhaal movie without Heath Ledger.
3: Of course, my favorite was the ending. And, oh yes. um When she's standing there, actually, it's on the front of this book. When she's standing there. Um, and she sees Tony, and Tony sees her. I was, I got chills, actually. Right, that. right. <laughs> I have to agree. Funny. That was definitely
4: <laughs> my favorite part as well. Now, is the book or movie in any way relatable? Can you relate to any of the characters or mm. situations that they were in?
3: I've been out of the country a few times, and the only time I ever really felt homesick was when I went to Brazil for two weeks. Right. I hated it, so I can only imagine um, <laughs> what she was going through for what a year or two years when she was homesick. So a little bit.
2: Okay. okay. I've done plumbing before. <laughs> yes. um. I had a parrot one time.
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: Never could teach you the <laughs> it to talk. It wouldn't
1: say it's the plumber. I, I think guess. it's a
2: good question, though, Chris. As far as what stood out in the movie, as far as fair scene, I think it's probably a good question if anybody uh, to th- 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 ask our, our people here if uh, what their thoughts are. Uh, the one, though, since you asked me, <coughs> um, I thought it was great when they're uh, supposed to she's going, you know, she's told how to act like an American, go through the blue door. Right, right. I thought that was very touching, and I also thought when, on Christmas Eve, she went to, or uh, on Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day, whichever day it was, she went with the uh, preacher, her sponsor, and uh, fed the people that built the tunnels, uh, built the roads, and built the bridges that everybody had forgotten about. Right. So, I mean, those those two scenes there stood out the most for they me resonated okay yes resonated good <laughs> word but I, I it might be s- maybe other people have th- thoughts they might want to want to share than anyone just anyone? us
5: one thing that i really liked was the period the ni- early 1950s
2: how about uh, them bathing suits huh wow. yeah <laughs> yeah it's my almost uh,
5: like what they wear today it's almost come around now yeah. Yeah yeah my my parents met and married in the uh late well probably about nineteen forty nine or nineteen fifty I was born in nineteen fifty one and so the outfit that she wore uh getting married in the courthouse was exactly a scene from what I'd seen in my pic- uh my parents' pictures of them getting married uh same kind of suit same kind of little hat uh the bathing suit you know um It just, yeah, uh, the full skirts. I remember my mom having poodle skirts that I used to dress up in when I was a little kid and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed the period costume um, that it reminded me of my own childhood and and what my parents looked like. So I think they did a really good job of portraying that. Um, Also the innocence of the time. One of the things that I really hate about the period that we live in now is that children are so inundated with grown-up themes and, and problems and issues, they have no childhood left. You know, I had a great childhood growing up in South Florida because there just wasn't all that I mean, What, <laughs> what they have now as even like PG-13 w- would have been like R-rated back when I was a kid. We wouldn't have even been able to see it, and so I really love to see movies about that period of time, the 50s or, the, or even the early 60s, when there was a lot of innocence. And, um, and of course, the book portrayed it very well. You know, her having um, s- sex for the first time and, and what she was trying to do and stuff to keep him from, I guess, you know, to get too graphic on it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it, was very, um, it was very well done. It was very well done for that period of time. So that's all I gotta say, thanks. Oh, I'm Donnelly, by the way. Donnelly White. Hey,
1: Donnelly. Yeah. All right.
5: Not Anyone so in the back?
1: Anybody? Anybody? No? It's a 50 foot cord over each. <laughs> <It's very laughs> okay, <long>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we have a little video clip from the behind the scenes feature of that. Talks about the writer of the movie and the writer of the book. The writer in the movie is actually um, Nick Hornsby, who wrote the book. He's a novelist himself. He wrote um, Fever Pitch about a boy, um, High Fidelity, and then wrote the movies, you know, the scripts to those movies as well. I'm on many other movies. And he actually, from my understanding, wanted to adapt this book, that he loved this book. And he actually reached out to the producers that had the rights to it and wanted to write the movie. And then they were thrilled to have a novelist who actually understood a novel and a screenwriter you know, do it together. So if somebody wants to stall for a second while I get this projector going, i would be
3: fantastic. Okay. Um, let's see. I did have some notes on that. Okay. Um, his inspiration for this book was um, actually when he, he left Ireland to go to Texas to be a resident writer um, for a few months. And he would said that he was so homesick but, and he wanted to write about it. But he didn't think a... A book about a you know fifty-some year old man going to Texas would be would make a good story. So then he said that um, he started thinking about time periods, and he loved the fifties, and so he started writing about the fifties. And um, he read an article about a girl in the nineteen fifties who had immigrated from Ireland to the U.S. And he kind of built on that story he had read, and that's kind of how he came up with Brooklyn, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> but
2: a um, couple people read the book. A couple people have not. So you don't have to answer, but for those that didn't read the book, what made you decide to come to the movie? Was it the awards or to come see the movie? Was it because it was nominated for awards or just you were bored and had nothing to do today or? Word of, mouth. word of mouth. And do you agree with the word of mouth? Yes. Not disappointed. Okay. So then to those that have read the book, I guess that's self-explanatory. You probably came out because you'd read the book. So am, am I correct there? Wanted to compare the two. Yes, compare the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we think
5: your book club, movie club thing is a great idea. It is. Yeah. And we're looking forward to the next one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we love the last. last. We love the last. Thank you. Thank, Thank you.
3: you. I think Thank I'm going to start making T-shirts for us. It's <laughs> <That's>
1: awesome. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, but it, cheap it's done there. very well on iTunes, so has anyone downloaded it?
2: <laughs> Just do it because you like to do it. Well, that's why we
3: do it. <laughs> I love reading and watching movies. It's a good excuse. Anyway, to
2: for a man, I, I really thoroughly in, in enjoyed it. I love the, the, the cinematography. I was heartbroken when her sister died. Uh,
1: Which, that's actually something we can talk about. Because in the book, um, she dies in her sleep. There's no pain. Uh, she goes in her sleep. I don't. Why didn't the movie the choose to show her on the floor that dramatic. she was, I guess just for dramatic effect, that she was apparently in pain and died in pain? Because in the book, she just didn't wake up, so.
2: My wife had already seen the movie, so I wanted to stop it and call her and say, why did the sister die? I I don't even know if I want to go on and and watch this. It was
0: sad. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was definitely. Uh, The clip is ready now.
3: The script writing
6: was so beautiful and so kind of beautifully subtle. And Nick did such an incredible job with adapting such an important book, really, by Colin Tobain.
4: I had read the
0: book and loved the novel, and Colin's story is so brilliant and delicately constructed and so unmelodramatic but so fantastically emotional.
6: Miss Kelly, might I talk to you later? What you're going to say will cause trouble for me in some way or another.
0: Ennis
3: Gorthy, where the novel is set, is a small town in the southeast of Ireland, and I'm from there. So, the very streets where I walked as a kid, I put into my novel. Those very streets became a film set. So it's funny the way life moves into fiction and then in this film it sort of moved back into life.
0: I wish that I could stop feeling that I want to be an Irish girl in Ireland.
3: All
4: I can say is that it will pass. It's a deceptively simple book but actually
0: a choice between two countries and two men is about as dramatic as it gets. How would it be for you if
2: I did go home? And be afraid. I thought that the way that Colin depicted the pain of wanting to be in two places at once, it was such a beautiful balancing act, and, and it seemed to me to lend itself particularly well to film.
6: Why did I ever come here? There were a lot of screenwriters that wanted to adapt it, but obviously we just went with Nick on education, and there's layers to be added to it, which Nick is brilliant at doing, so I had a lot of opportunity for him to bring a lot to it. If you go back, I have nobody predict-
4: it's
0: a gloriously internal novel which should make it a very difficult thing to adapt for the screen and somehow he just has the skill and whether that is because he's a novelist or because he he knows that process inside out he absolutely i think got every relevant beat from the novel and knew exactly what to leave out Ailish, this is jim farrell it's a great pleasure to meet you i think it's marvelously intelligent and it has that lovely craftsman's feel to it that whoever did this understands narrative. As, of course,
4: Nick Hornby does. We don't really know anything of the rest of the world. We must seem very backward to you now.
0: Of course not. He seemed calm and civilized
5: and charming. I loved it when Nick said he wanted to adapt it because I felt that a lot of the things that are very poetic and quiet in the book, needed to
1: be dramatised, but needed to be dramatised by somebody with a very delicate and
6: clever spirit.
0: The quiet, it quietly creeps up on you, but within that, we've also tried to work very hard to make sure that the character humour works exactly as
5: it should.
4: <laughs> Ladies, please.
5: I'd read the novel years ago when it came out, and I loved it but it's terrible when you read a novel, and then either you see a film and it's very hard, because nothing can compete with your own imagination.
4: It is from the look of you, you have greasy skin. What do you do about that?
5: But this script was wonderful, and it didn't disappoint me at all, you know, to the point that I thought Nick Hornby had to have Irish somewhere in him, in his lineage.
6: I'm gonna live in Brooklyn, New York. People say that there are so many Irish people there. It's like home, yes.
2: I don't think it was specifically about the state of being Irish, not to me anyway. It's the state of not feeling that you belong to one place or another and I think everyone has their own version of that.
4: I think everybody's known a sense of displacement at some time or another, of not having a home and I thought that was captured brilliantly. And then there's also a lot of romance and a lot of fun in it also. So everything about it was appealing.
3: Like any kind of great story, it's just a story about people and it's about every circumstance that we're all through at some stage in our lives.
1: Cool, so. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, um, I watched, or we watched the movie on St. Patrick's Day, to, so, It's Irish, figures figure appropriate. Um, may or may not have a bottle Gen- of uh, Guinness and Jameson. No comment. Uh, I'm
3: gonna bring some today, but we both ran out right before the show, so. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> The rest is in my coffee.
1: Shut up. Maybe we
2: should have, instead of buying alcohol, spent enough money for a new uh, clip that goes into <laughs> <true>. the uh, <laughs> true. things so the sound works. But actually, that could just be me. Okay? I went to Radio
1: Shack like two hours ago and got it, and I'm taking it back. That's I hope one day
2: our budget actually gets good enough that we don't have to use the word Radio Shack.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, wouldn't or it be nice if our budget could? They could allow our budget to go somewhere besides Radio Shack or Big Lots. Or what? duct tape, or anyway. Sprint
1: store. It's the Sprint store, Radio Shack now. Okay. <laughs>
2: We're so, trying.
1: So um, the book writer was actually in the movie, which I thought that was very interesting. And so that's actually m- the main reason I showed that clip was just so everybody would see his little cameo right at the end of the um, uh, end of the movie. Which um, I paused it so everybody would see him because I had to go back and like wait, where was he? And they didn't even show it in the clip, so I had to go and like pause it so everybody would see him and then keep going. But that was a really cool scene because. In the book, she never goes for immigration. It jumps from her being on the boat and goes straight to... Well, yeah, she goes straight through it, but they don't cover it. Don't but, I mean, she didn't just wander off the boat. But <laughs> 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 but um, she gets there, and then it just appears that she's in um, New York, and then the same thing happens. She's in New York, and then it just... Chap- uh, Part three wakes up in um, Ireland. And so that was just a, another difference they added to the movie, was the go-through immigration, which also... It worked for the ending of the movie because they added the extra ending where she, you know, helped the uh, other girl. Yeah, that was that was fantastic because, yeah, the screenwriter did very well because honestly, if she didn't speak up and I was like, is she not going to speak up? Then I would thought that would have been a bad ending. I'm like, she's going to speak up, right? But they they sold it for a while where she wasn't going to say anything. So, um, but yeah, anybody got something they want to say? Anybody open? Which one?
4: Can I ask one more co- uh, question? Sure, Chris. Uh, I've been stumbling on this, and wha- what what makes this film different and, well, better than all of Nicholas Sparks' films? Oh, gosh. No offense to Nicholas Sparks. H- his movies are good, decent, but this film was just uh, properly done well. What do you think is the major differences between those two?
2: You haven't watched the longest ride. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I
4: have not actually.
2: It's a joke. It's a joke. Only the well Much views. better longest ride. Okay. The, the scenery. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, yeah. be Nicholas the longest sparks ride. just the name recognition, I think. Right. Right. Um. I, I. On that subject, have you guys in the back scene spotlight? Which one pitcher? Best pitcher? I was about to mention that. Yeah. 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 Ma'am, have you? No. 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 Okay. I'm. Okay, so, honestly, I don't know the answer. We've never met before except for the last book club. Which one do you like better, Brooklyn or Spotlight?
4: Ooh. I like Spotlight
2: better, but... No, I know it's a true story, but as far as a man and the romance, I, I just... I I just thought brooklyn because you ask about why it's more popular nicholas sparks the movie did 37 million dollars so far I looked it up compared to Other movies, but to me brooklyn was just one of the year's best for me. I I I after seeing it's like well. I think it should have won and I know spotlight's based on a true story But as far as how I felt at the end of brooklyn or while watching brooklyn Felt more connected with it than Spotlight.
1: Which, Brooklyn was actually a surprise nomination that it was not really on anybody's Entertainment Weekly's, Hollywood Reporter's, anyone's predicted list. Uh, I mean, it got three nominations and one of them was Best Picture, which was quite a surprise to most people.
2: Well, I thought, I, I, I'm just saying after watching Spotlight mm-hmm. and this, I, I walked, a, I, I got up and walked out feeling a lot better about everything. Uh, after watching this, and but I guess how I, that's how I judge it, just feelings. But you saw a Spotlight just yesterday, so... Yeah, yeah.
5: Um, I th- I like both movies, but for two different reasons, and I think the only reason I rated Spotlight a little bit higher above Brooklyn is that Spotlight was dealing with a more difficult material, or... or, or it's Oh, and issue, it had a bigger star issue. lineup, too. Uh, You know, yes, yeah. Um any time that you have journalism that's uh, being featured like that as investigative journalism um, and the d- depth of the material and what it brought out in the end, I mean, it was just a stronger message. No, Bro- I, Brooklyn was a nice love story. And uh, was,
2: yeah, and I think I diverted... And it was relatable, yes. I, I diverted off this part of it. I'm just saying best picture winner spotlight. No argument there question, though, was why is it, uh, you know, better than Nicholas Sparks novel, and I'm just saying that for me, you know, I walk away with a better feeling from that movie, Brooklyn, than anything else I've walked away from in a long time, and that's even... Avengers Age of Ultron <clears throat> <I'm> just <laughs> It's not a comparison but I'm just saying I thought it was a really good love story I am so glad you know like we've already mentioned at the end of the movie where she's standing across the street you know I just teared up I was like oh <laughs> And it over you're an over. softy, I can tell. I was. I'm, that's my point. In Nicholas Sparks movies, sometimes I'm like, God, that's just so corny. And I didn't really see anything corny in here. It's been brought up. The costume design is fantastic. It's just a, and it didn't get the hype as a Nicholas Sparks movie. And I'm just, I, I just feel like it's a huge injustice that it's such a good movie that, or sorry, in my opinion, a movie that made me feel so good, so happy. Just did not get more recognition of it But you throw a name Nicholas Sparks on a poster and you're automatically gonna get those people to go out and see it That's that that was my point. I'm not trying to uh, Say anything bad about spotlight. I'm just saying to the romantic movie. It was I was so glad they got back together I'm so glad she left the redheaded guy in Ireland who was the cr- pilot who crashed in the movie unbroken and it's just you know, i like, don't go with him. He's not a good pilot. No, I'm just kidding. And the Star Destroyer captain in the new Star Wars. Yeah. So and it's just, I, I for a man, I, I just, it, it really uh, brought out a lot of emotion. So I'm gonna shut up now.
3: No, no, no. I um have a comment to that. I've not seen Spotlight, so don't don't hate on me. But it's um with the Nicholas Sparks movie and versus Brooklyn. Um, one thing, I'm not really into chick flick, so watching this movie was at first just. I didn't want to watch it, but I did, I loved it. But um, one thing I noticed about the style the book was written in and the movie style was that um, Colm made sure that his the emotions were not told. Like, you know, you, it, the, the camera stayed on her face mostly. You just thought, you felt what she was feeling. They didn't come out and say, okay, she's sad, she's in love um i think that's one thing that was a little bit different it was a little bit different like artistic style to the book in the movie and that's what i liked about it it was good art good portrayal of her emotions without coming out and saying what she was feeling and
1: i have something to say to that too um i love chick flicks and i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> i like the chick flicks in the relationship okay anyway but actually they did a couple scenes because there's a lot of deleted things to this movie and what she was saying there's a few where she talks like um when she goes to Rose's grave, she actually is talking to Rose, and they cut that down and pretty much out of the movie because they felt that it was exactly the opposite of what the writer of the book wanted. Because she was expressing her emotions, and you weren't you know, interpreting them to what you want. Because she was actually saying that she loves Tony, and she's conflicted because she doesn't want to go back. And they cut all that out. And then they cut a lot of things out in the book, um, in the movie, that they actually shot, such as. Um, the opening of a store at the beginning, just little things like taking down the fly um, traps and stuff like that. Um, actually, uh, her being promoted to the desk um, to sell the red nylon stockings and stuff—they cut that out, but they filmed all that. Um, the bathing suit scene where her boss uh, helps oh. her change—they actually shot that entire scene. <laughs> I
3: felt her fanny, I thought, <laughs> how are they going to do this? Yes, that I thought there is a different interpretation w- than what was in the movie, than what I read in the book, but. <laughs>
6: I wondered how they would handle that uh, uh, scene in the dressing room Mm. that was uh, uh, elaborated on whatever in the book. Yeah, and they didn't even go there.
1: (laughs) But the scene was shot. I mean, they shot
3: it,
6: and it's in the deleted scenes on the DVD and um, iTunes.
3: Oh, really? And I should see that. that Go ahead.
6: Since you're talking about deleted scenes, I'm Dave, by the way. Hey, Dave. The one scene that I missed in the film Mm -hmm. from the book that I would like to have seen, and I wonder if they shot it, Mm -hmm. I would like to have seen the reactions in the boarding house the day after they heard them in their room together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a good one. Um,
1: one. They, so they cut that out obviously in the movie, but there is a reference that uh, was the Mrs. Kehoe, that's the boarding house. um, she was, in the movie version, she was oblivious to it and didn't know, but um, the other, um, one of the other roommates of the boarding house heard her and had a suspicion, and was. C- but her friend that she kind of had in the boarding house and didn't sell her down. But one of them heard, but they cut that scene out. But There's a lot of, I mean, pretty much everything that's in the book is in the movie, but cut, surprisingly. I was surprised to see how many deleted scenes were cut that were in the movie. It's like...
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they they cut that out too they actually filmed that and they cut it out they said it just didn't really run with the flow because um, yeah they they said that it, it didn't run with the flow of the movie and that um they almost felt because I watched it with the commentary but the director felt they were almost kind of getting a little preachy in a way at that point and they just didn't keep the story they wanted to s- keep the story and keep moving but it went uh,
3: well in the book you know, yep. they had
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right. You and then book, so. Yeah, it went great with the book, and I mean, if the movie was 20 minutes longer, they should have put it the in there. Mm-hmm. But I get they wanted to keep it. No, um, from he more had the the purpose of history that you know this was happening at that time, so he wanted to keep accurate to the time correct, mm, it was Irish setting, but he knew that that was happening also, and he just because he, he I guess it would be a if he didn't put it in there, people would be like, why didn't you put this in there because was would, it was have been a perfect opportunity, and vice versa but no, I completely agree.
6: It would be nice if they do a director's cut mm-hmm. DVD that has all those deleted scenes on it. No, that I would agree. Be great to have.
1: Well, actually, the um, it would just be an extended cut because surprisingly, the director said that this is the cut he wanted, which is very rare for the director to get wow. the cut he wants.
6: That you know That is interesting.
1: Yeah, but he um, so it would be extended cut, more of a book cut, I guess you would say, kind of like Watchmen did. They added the free hour extra edit cut that was half animated movie but the movie is six hours by the end I couldn't make it
5: <laughs> I was thinking about what you were saying about the the women in the store with the stockings in the book in the book right
2: did
5: you feel did you feel like that that seemed like kind of a strange thing to put in that particular story I agree. I, I got that, too. I was, why, I was wondering why he just put that in there at that time and then, and then he didn't elaborate. I think one other time he said, said something about it, but it, was, it wasn't much. that. So Let me ask you one more question. Do you feel like in in that time period that that would have even actually happened? Would those women had actually gone in that store? Okay. Good. Good. I was just wondering. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Thank you. I wish you were saying that on the mic. We
1: need to. we need to get more mics in here.
2: Budget meeting. More, yeah. more budgets. Well, um, pretty much the last thing I'll say on it is. Uh, I have not read the book. So the stockings part, I have no idea what we're talking about. I, I figured it out. No, no, I figured that out. I'm just saying for someone who has just done nothing but watched the movie and didn't read the book, I would have not known. But I thought it was perfectly edited. I, you know, I know the director had a lot to do with it. But just for me, you know, a sweet girl, a brave girl that goes, leaves Ireland, leaves her family, goes to the United States, has a rough time getting there the support group she had, and then how they you know, referenced all the people that uh, built the city, and then the support group, at least in the movie, that she had at the store that she worked at, the, 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 the man of the cloth, the boss, you know, when her sister dies and, and stuff, and the amount of time they afford her off uh, to go back. I just, you know, no one's calling a chick flick, but I just, It was, for me, refreshing to see nice and supportive people that just helped people. And, you know, the church is sponsoring this girl, brave little girl, to come across the U.S. live in a boarding house just to get a job. And then the church is so... We go from Spotlight, where the church is bad so, so bad, to where we go to Brooklyn, where the church is good. And I like that better as a person. I like how the church supports her helps her wants nothing out of it a guy has penance to pay so when she's finally has enough money to um pay for her next semester he's like nope we got a parishioner still making up for some things and you don't know want to know what he's done but he's got a couple more years to pay you know i like i like that kind type of penance that type of redemption i like how the boss who originally i didn't like originally thought she was going to be mean to the girl she comes up one of her best friends and very supportive I thought the guy from, you know, uh, the plumber who was going to be a schizo or going to have a temper or I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop and instead he's just flat out infatuated in love with the girl and everybody was just nice and everybody was good and everybody's supportive and the lady that ran the shop, and we had a discussion about this, the lady that ran the shop that uh, called her in and said and basically knew that she was married Now, I don't know what's in the book or not, but at least in the movie, the woman that you didn't like, at least for me in the movie, they portrayed her as the bad person because she was trying to say, hey, I know you're married in the United States, but that was the part that drove her back to her husband. So I'm like, even this lady, while she's trying to be mean to this one girl, everything good happens, and it was just take the movie Spotlight versus versus Brooklyn and... As a man, or I guess um, a girly man, I, I really liked it an enormous amount, and I just, uh, it's one of those movies that I personally just wanna play for a long, 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 long time, and, 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 you know, I'd rather, I'd rather play it than some of the other cr- stuff we have gotta play coming up, which uh, next week is The Choice, so it's like, yeah, I think I'll keep Brooklyn rather than playing another Nicholas Sparks movie, so.
1: We can do a Nicholas Sparks book club. Mm. Anybody? I no. Won't, I won't be in that book club. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, I won't Wait. be in it. <laughs> but no, I with what you're saying in the way that her boss, Miss Kelly, finds out or tells her she's married. The way she finds out is completely different in the book. She's actually a cousin to her boss back home, um, so they're actually related in the book. Um, in the movie, it's because of the courthouse, how they found out, and uh, you know Tony playing baseball, and then. Those are cute things they added in the movie, such as his brother writing the letters. That was not the book. Right, but I, book. I think
2: as an audience, were we supposed to not like the old lady still again for trying to be so mean to her? But uh, yet at the same time, if she wasn't so mean to her, she would have never came back home. That's to very her true. husband and to everything else.
1: Which, right, because in the book. Now I
2: remember why I don't like this place.
1: <laughs> well, in the book, she. S- she goes basically goes back because she's being blackmailed in a way. I mean, she, she's only which would have ruined it for me. Right, she's only goes back because she's being blackmailed and it's gonna be you know embarrassed and everything. So that's the only reason she goes back because in the book she only goes back because she married Tony and in the movie she's like, I don't like this place. I'm gone. And you know, it's, it's understandable.
2: Ignorance is bliss. I'm glad I did not read the book. I love the movie and I, I just so <laughs> happy that everybody in the movie was so nice and everybody had a happy ending. The um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She was very mean. But I like nice people. <laughs> that's that's to say in the movie it's just everybody's nice. <laughs> <Hey>. I'm
1: agreeing. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs>
2: Maybe she, she was so mean we wanted her to come over on the Titanic, right? <laughs> <laughs> Forty years earlier or something, yeah. Okay, maybe my date's on the Titanic, are. <laughs> but still, it works. Um,
1: it, it's, it's still a good book. I agree with you. I, I, I'm going to go back with it so I can have it at the, the out house house, and put it with the other ones I would, that I would really like to watch sometimes. that fantastic. Yeah,
2: yeah. fantastic. We've sold another book.
5: Mhm.
1: Mhm. Fantastic. Um, where's there was one other difference in the movie. Uh, oh, no brothers. She also in the book has two brothers, and in the movie she has no brothers at all. They s- completely skipped over that. Um, but the other thing she mentioned, Rose. In the movie, they added that little part where they're gonna have a um, cup, a golf cup named after her. Um, that's not in the book. That was a nice little added thing they did. Um, and. Oh yeah, the prize named after yeah they yeah you're right I forgot about they did. Mm-hmm. This is something I just wanted to say.
0: I have always been one to watch the movie and then read the book. I watched Gone Girl, I read the book Gone Girl. I watched Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, I read the book Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I watched Shawshank Redemption, I read the book Shawshank Redemption. Well, Rita Hayworth and Shawn Shawshank Redemption. This is the first book I've ever actually read the book before I watched the movie. So it was a new experience to me because it didn't play out exactly the way I saw it in my head. It didn't play out the same way as... I didn't have the characters I was watching. I've always had like Ben Affleck as Nick Dunn. I've always had... you know, Tim Robbins as Andy Dufresne. I've always had these characters in my head as a certain look. And then even the locations, I've always had a certain look for locations because I've already seen what they look like in the movie. So this is the first time I ever actually had an idea in my head what it looked like, and then when the movie came out, it was like, oh, that's not what I thought it looked like, which so many people talk about how... You know, all oh, the books are better, the books are better. It's not like I envisioned. This is the first time I ever had that experience. Yeah. Yeah,
1: what's the next one? Um. Actually, we're going to open that up. Anybody have any movie yes. that suggestions that's currently out that's a book that they would like to, for us to do? No. Like,
2: we were thinking about Lady in the Van. Um, we don't know when we're going to be with Lady in the Van. It's still playing and stuff because uh, it's got a very short release window. And, yeah, I'm not ruling it out. I'm just...
1: There's a few of these that we we might have to just do a podcast for because the scheduling won't work and put those out but still do the public ones. So like anybody have a movie book that's currently out they would like us to do because suggestions. suggestions?
2: Sure. Angry Birds. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding.
1: The <laughs> last thing I was gonna say is Sersha Ronan. Um, anybody remember her from the little girl from Lovely Bones and stuff. She's she was actually born in New York, the Bronx, but when she was three years old, she moved to Ireland. So, she actually was kind of the reverse um, Eilish, sorry, which is actually pronounced Eilish in the movie, and on the audio book, pronounced Eilish. So, a little, little tidbit. Anybody else have anything they want to say before we wrap this up?
3: I would like to end this podcast with a quote by Colm Tobin, which would uh, explain why he ended his book the way he did. And um, it reads, ending a novel is almost like putting a child to sleep. It can't be done abruptly.
2: I would like to personally and seriously thank everyone for coming and sitting through this and and enjoying the movie. I, I just can't say enough good things about it. I thought it was a feel-good thing. Just, you know, nice to see good people, good church people, and, you know, everybody nice, and you what you don't speak about that and this, and all, we don't talk about that at the dinner table.
0: You're saying Felicity doesn't talk about who failed Starling City at the dinner table?
2: You know it it just it was really refreshing and, and the manners, the manners <laughs> yes and we get dressed for dinner it's like a lot of downton you know it's like you have to get dressed for dinner and certain things you do not discuss at the dinner table there you know <clears throat> there were no tvs or radios on at the yeah. dinner table
5: at <laughs> we talk, Dave. We didn't have
2: TV. that's right we ate read the paper yeah. Yeah. This is how I we do dinner letters. Now. What did you
1: get my tats? No, still waiting. You got AT&T, no. don't you? Thank oh. you very
2: much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank for you thank, thank you, everyone. Thank, thank you. Thank you.
6: Thank you oh, thank you. Seriously, uh, so thank so you.
0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the second Marketplace Cinemas Movie Book Club. Please join us mid April for the special edition comic book movie book club with Deadpool. Have a suggestion for a movie book club? Send it to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Once again, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you liked us,
2: leave us a review.
6: sma vient tu luum bi hilum asto din khri sma vient tu